Everybody at the party is a many-sided polygon. When a guest arrives, they will count how many sides it has on. Standing by the window over there, there is a shape with four sides, so it's a square. And the one who has nine is looking fine, and its name is Nonagon. Everybody turns just in time to see the Pentagon arrive. Counting up the sides, it is clear the Pentagon has five. Chatting in the kitchen we see There's a triangle whose size number three And it's talking to the shape that has nine Who is known as Nonagon 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 lets in a guest who has shown up late Its name is Octagon and its sides add up to eight Turning the music on is a six-sided hexagon And they all get in a line and do a dance called the Nonagon The Nonagon The Nonagon I'm not one of those people. Sorry, one of those people. I am not like everybody else who come January will say, I will get back into trip. This is the year. This is the month. I'm getting back into trip. I'm going to walk and I'm going to power train and I'm going to sweat. I'm going to eat better. I never really do that because, well, I do it the rest of the year. Never in January because in January it's shoveling time. I'm going to shovel outside. It's a big snowstorm and I'm having golden god. I just shoveled. I'm not going to shovel for maybe another three or four weeks, but I just did. I am so big. I'm so tough. I'm in shape. Rest of the time, though, I really have to, especially now I'm dealing with high blood pressure. I mean, really high blood pressure. For those who know a little bit how to measure blood pressure, I'm constantly over 200. Yes, that's what happens when you work nights and you sleep four hours a day. Your blood pressure goes way the F up. So I got to bring myself back into shape, but I kind of need some encouragement. (laughs) So if somebody can just give me a little push just to do it, I swear to God, this is the month. I will do it. Speaking of which, this week's episode is about shapes. My name is Anthony from Montreal, Canada. Welcome after midnight. I'm a night shift worker, as I just said, because during the day, I take care of my two teenagers who are both severely autistic. It leaves me very little time for myself, so to try try and keep my sanity, because I can't keep my figure or my hair, I do this. Every two weeks, I do a show of five songs related to one specific topic. Shapes is a topic this week, and Nonagon was the first song that you heard. It's from a, a band called They Might Be Giants. There was um something alternative in the 1990s. I like putting quotation marks in my voice when I say this because it was a portmanteau word for pretty much anything that record labels or radio stations didn't quite know what to do with. It's alternative. There you go. There was even a, a Paul McCartney album that was nominated at the Grammys as Best Alternative Music. <laughs> Is there someone that you don't Imagine as being alternative, like Paul McCartney. 
My point is, these bands, though, they were an alternative to everything else that was on the radio. It uh, started out as a duo in the early 1980s with a drum machine. They would do shows in bars and in, in concert halls with a drum machine behind them. And then in the 1990s, they really started hitting it big and they had a band with them this time. But their music was always a little bit absurd. Just this side of what? Always a little bit strange, but still pretty good. Still quite similar in its sound to everything else that was on the radio. Like what you just heard, it's part of their 2007 album, Here Come the One, Two, Threes. Yes, it is a children's album. Actually, you know, they made three children's albums to help children learn through nice alternative music. I gotta say, though, I don't think my mom would have ever played me that song to help me learn about the shapes, but I really like it, and I would not hesitate to play it to my kids at all. Well, maybe. It, the guitar is maybe a little strong for a toddler, but yeah, I mean, this day and age, yeah, I probably would do it. <laughs> Thank you so much for being back with me this week. Let's go with the first two official songs of the show. Here we go! Like diamonds, diamonds Easy in love when the lights are low She comes in to focus, focus The closer she gets, the more I know She takes more whiskey than I wine, I wine She comes across like diamonds, diamonds Cheat! 
crumbles, extra bacon on the side, two chili cheese samplers, a basket of liver and onion rings, a catch of the day, and a steak cut in the shape of a trout. You got all that, honey? You know all the people I know 
I want to take a moment to go back to the 17th century and talk about a man named René Descartes. He's a Frenchman who, well, first and foremost, gave us the scientific method, which was invaluable in every advancement that we've had in our world ever since his time. He also gave us the right path towards critical thinking. With the famous phrase, I think, therefore I am. Basically, you take every piece of knowledge that you have, you put it on a table, then you clear it all off. What remains is the table. So if you remove all the knowledge from your mind, what remains is your mind, the fact that you can think. That's how you know that you exist. That's how you can ground yourself in reality. And from that point on, you become critical of every information that you have. You only acquire information that you can verify that you know is true. The flaw here is that René Descartes stopped short of the church. When it comes to God, he said you need to take a leap of faith. I doubt that it was because he was a religious man, he gave us critical thinking after all, but I think he just liked breeding. The church for many, many years, many centuries, was the most powerful entity on the planet. It had absolute power, which corrupts absolutely. It basically shaped the world that we live in today. And it is the one entity that should have been put in doubt. Sometimes absolute power only wants to keep that power. And the church has given us plenty of evidence by keeping us in line, keeping us quiet, silent, obedient in many, many instances of our history. It still exists today, maybe not with the Catholic Church, but look at all the atrocities committed in the name of religion. It is a powerful tool. And in the case of the Catholic Church, it gave rise to a counter-movement that we know as Satanism. It's not the beast, six, 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 six. It is a movement of rebellion. Most Satanists are atheists. They don't even believe in heaven and hell and the beast and God. They use Satan as a figure of resistance, the immortal rebel. The one who will say, your ultimate power has corrupted you and I will stand up to it. You can take their lies, but you cannot take away that effigy, that symbol of resistance. Why am I talking about all this? In relations to this week's topic, shapes, the flat earth movement. I am not here to bash on them. I am not here to defend them. I do wish to underline their point of view, what they are trying to do, in which there is value, critical thinking. They're telling you the knowledge that you take for granted so hard. Where does it really come from? Did you verify it? Could you verify it? What if you decide to speak up against it? Will you be bullied into silence? The flaw here, of course, is first that we know the earth is round. We have known since the ancient Greeks. The Greeks basically did two towers in different cities hundreds of miles apart. If the sun hits them at the same time on a flat earth, they will produce an identical shadow. But if there's a curvature in the earth, their shadow will be different angles, different length. With these observations and some basic math, the Greeks were able to even know what was the exact size of the earth, not just the shape. Something that we can do today much more easily. We don't need weeks and weeks and so many calculations. You just need two webcams, two people. Check it out. The second flaw is that somehow 
the absolute power that is absolutely corrupted, and the figure of immortal resistance, have found themselves jumbled up. The Flat Earthers will use one figure, who is currently the one telling everybody I am the only one telling you the truth. A figure who is basically reinventing reality. I am the only one who knows how to fix the system. It is broken, and if you speak out against me, you are an enemy of the people. They both take a leap of faith in believing him and elevate him as the underground figure of rebellion, the Satan who will stand against the power of the corrupt church. But he is the one to whom they give absolute power over their lives, and he is absolutely corrupted. We live in a day and age where respect is a lost art. You see that every day on the internet. You disagree with someone, they see it as an attack, as a slap, as an insult. So I wish to extend respect to the Flat Earth Movement by saying that I do understand that they wish to bring critical thinking back to our society. But with all due respect, follow your own teachings. Be critical yourself. Just because somebody tells you the Earth is round doesn't mean they are trying automatically to fool you. The one who is fooling you is more likely the absolute corrupt who tells you that you are being fooled. Let's talk about the music for a change, if you don't mind. We've just listened to my good buddy, Sam Roberts, the Sam Roberts band. This was from their fifth album in 2014, Low Fantasy. He was trying to do something a little bit different, trying to evolve, change his sound a little bit, so he uh, went a little bit more synthetic. A little bit more electronic, more musical arrangements in it, more sounds, more stuff in it. It was not very well received, both by the public, by his fans, by the critics. But to me, it's Sam Roberts. I, I just I listen to that and it puts a smile to my face, puts a beat in my foot. I he can't do no wrong for me, really. I've listened to that whole album. Of course, it's not Chemical City, his earlier one, which I absolutely adore, but it is Sam Roberts, and it is pretty good. So please do not judge him, and do listen to his album, Low Fantasy. He's going to be in Montreal, so it's going to be with Bon Jovi. Yeah, he's going to be with Bon Jovi. I'm not a big fan of Bon Jovi, but still, it's a big name. He's going to be <laughs> sharing the scene with Bon Jovi in Montreal. Gosh, I wish I could go. Before that, speaking of Canadian band, uh, these guys were from the 70s, 1970 to 1982, I think. They are called Max Webster. I don't know why. This is probably a really cool story of why they call himself Max Webster. But the frontman is Kim Mitchell, and he's really, really original. So there's, there's probably a really cool joke behind that, being as the guy who sang I Am A Wild Party gave them that name. This was, I think, in 1977. Diamonds, Diamonds. They never quite made it huge. They were on their way. They had, with this song, they had a, a big hit in Europe. They went to uh, to do a quick tour in Europe. They came back, and when they wanted to really do launch a big tour, then uh, their financial backers, Capital Records, abandoned them completely, and everything fell apart. They kept going, though, with the help of uh, another Canadian band, Rush. I mean, you, you don't get more psychedelic in Canada than Max Webster and Rush. 
<laughs> I mean, that's our epitome of psychedelic music. But Rush often uh, would share the scene with uh, with Next Webster, two bands that really uh, connected perfectly well with each other. They recorded a few songs, if I'm not mistaken, two or three songs together. Check out, if you have time on YouTube, check out a song called Battle Scar. I love that song, and I will try to find an excuse to play it someday on my show. I have been talking for so long. <sighs> Let's go to two more songs. Thank you so much for putting up with me with this long diatribe and enjoy. I can sell it as a Valentine's Day present? Are you kidding? This is a very stress-inducing holiday. Trust me, people will buy anything in a heart-shaped box.
have a segment on this show last year called the Podcast Posse, where Cat Ward of Paranormal Heart and Scott Mayer of The Englishman's Guide would each come on the show for a few minutes, bring a song of their own to contribute to the weekly topic. And of course, I would end up bitching and moaning and whining because their song was most of the time a top 40 song, a popular song, sometimes a song that you can still hear 45 times on the radio, even though it's 50 years old. So when we decided to do um, a show of its own, not just a segment, but an entire podcast, because we had so much fun recording together, we became fast friends. Um, our first guest was the Book of Lies ladies from California, Sunny and Brandy. I love them so much, and thank you so much again for uh, having recorded with us. If you've never heard their show, Book of Lies, you will not regret it. It is so much fun. 
they um, came on the show, and first thing they pointed out, of course, is that I don't like popular music. It's not true. I do like popular music. I do listen to it all the time. But in my point of view, if I'm going to ask you to invest 30 minutes of your week to listen to me presenting you music, it might as well be music that you will discover or rediscover or discover in appreciation for that you never had before. So I'm going to, most of the time, play something that's not top 10 at least, and hopefully not top 40. But this time I had to. I, I, I had to do it for Nirvana. Because I did play some really popular bands before, and I did play some top 40 tracks before, but Nirvana was never my go-to at all. Whenever I come up with a set list of songs for an episode, I never think, hey, Nirvana, never. I was there in 1995 during the, the, the grunge boom. I was in college by then. I was 18, 19. And it still was not my thing. What can I say? I, I'm an old soul. I was still into, I was discovering the Beatles. I was still into 60s and 70s music, and I was not interested in grunge at all. I'm sorry to say that. I can recognize it as good music. I'm not bitching against them at all. I'm able and, and mature enough yes, I am mature, to recognize that they were an important band, an influential band, a quality band. It's just not my thing, so I never think about playing an Nirvana song. So, this is my mea culpa. I played a song that fits perfectly well with the topic, and it's a Nirvana song. So, there you go. I had nothing else to say about Nirvana. I, I don't really know them that much. The guy's dead, and apparently his wife did it, and the drummer started his own kick-ass band, and that's it. That's all I know. Before that, I do know them, a band from Montreal. They are called Half Moon Run. This was from their debut album in 2012, album called Dark Eyes. They were part of a, a rise of, uh, of folk, not country folk, but more folksy music, almost an alternative of right now, if you will. That rose up bands like Monsters and Men, Metric, City and Colors, Mumford and Sons, all this quote-unquote alternative sounds to everything you hear now, and it has kind of an old sound to it. It almost sounds like a song from the 70s. You, you listen to that song again, which you just heard. It's called uh, Full Circle. Listen to it, and it almost sounds like something from Yes, or an early song from Styx, an early track from maybe Supertramp. It sounds like old music with kind of a new vibe. So... If ever the alternative label is brought back big, it should apply to them. <laughs> Enough talk for this week. Thank you so much for being with me once again. Please, if you have a chance, as I said, visit Book of Lies, the podcast with the uh, sisters Sunny and Brandy. Check out our friends Cat Ward and Scott Mayer. We do have a new conversation with them coming up. It's on our hub on the podcastposse.wordpress.com, and you can find all of our shows on that hub as well. Enough with the plug. Let's go with the final song. It is a top 40 song. Yes, yes, it is. I know. It's a song about triangles. And I really, really like it, so I just wanted to play it. Again, thank you so much. Have a great week. Goodbye.
Mama goodbye. Anthony, will you kiss your mother goodbye?